Beyond the Ball, fueling your faith and family through sport. Welcome to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump and Coach Justin Gersten. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Hey, what's good, everybody? Back to Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump. I am Coach Justin Gerson. Getting another opportunity to tape in short order here because we got some busy weeks coming up. Coach Klump, how are you? Very well, sir. Very well. Our Bills are 2-0. <laughs> they are looking it. like a real NFL football team. They've got everybody in Western New York really, really excited, including us two. And um, it just puts us in a better mood. But uh, I'm really excited to go on the pod today. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. The the Buffalo Bills are 2-0, and it's big because I'm always like a nervous coach. Like That's more me, right? I don't always exude confidence like I should. And these Bills, our Bills have like four games coming up that mm. against teams that have not lost. And so while I'm super excited, I'm also super nervous because I feel like we might get exposed, but I don't want to like say that out loud because I don't want to have faith in the process, but... I don't know. We'll see what happens. Right? Yeah, it seems like everybody around town is, uh, you know, they're all jacked up like they always are. But then after they talk about the Bills coming on, it's always like, well, it was against the Jets and, and the Dolphins. So let's not pump. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. But uh, these are good, um, you know, barometers coming up, man. You got the Rams coming into town. You know, I, I do like that the Rams are coming to us. Yeah. All right. Yep. And then, then I don't like that we got to go out to Las Vegas because they look pretty good against the uh, the Saints. All right. And then we see the Jets again, I believe. And then we got the Chiefs. So these three out of, um, well, you know, you got to see the Jets too. You got to come to play in the sure. NFL. You never know what's going to happen. But um, well, let's see if they're for real. Yeah, I'm excited to see if they're for real. I mean, when you say people are excited around town, my wife was in Wegmans Sunday morning before the game just doing some grocery shopping for the week. And she's like the bills shout song started like throughout the store. Like someone was singing it and then everybody started singing it. And I'm just like, nice. this is, it's insane. We're only, we were only one and oh, now we're two and oh, but I think Western New York's ready for a winner. Like yeah, a real we've started out two and oh, the last couple of years, I believe. Right. Um, but it's just, there's a lot of, there's a different feel to this team. Like, um, the defense is solid and we've always won on defense, but now our offense is starting to put up points and everybody's excited about um, Josh Allen and his development right. and, and what he looks like as a quarterback. Now, watching that game, one of the, the thing that I love the most about that game is the, he, Josh Allen missed John Brown over the middle. Right. And they they came back with almost the exact same play. Yeah. They just trusted their athletes. They trusted their quarterback. They trusted um, Smoke Brown to get open and um, touchdown. Yeah. So I just love it. 
I, it's amazing to see how these um, how coaching staffs from one group to the next are willing to put themselves out there, maybe you know, and just call that play, even though you know. And I'm sure all coaches probably operate with that in their mind, like I'm doing what's best for the team. But as fans, we see it as them being like passive or them not really risking, you know, a big play or a bad play. Um, but there's definitely this sense of confidence that, you know, Sean McDermott and the rest of his staff give off, like they know what they're doing. Um, they've built up that trust. You know, we talk about that on the pod all the time, like, you know, you build that trust little by little by little. Yeah. And they, they, they have not broken our trust, you know, in a way where we don't doubt them. They, they've done all the little things correctly. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this week to see a what lot happens. of adversity. They had, you know, the the lightning delay also. So the, sure. the, the give Dolphins credit, they came out guns a blaze and really yeah. with a, a wonderful comeback by Fitzmagic and and then just to see the Bills answer right back and then almost to put the game away. And the the last touchdown by the Dolphins was kind of a like, all right. Here you go, score. We've won the game. Yeah, absolutely. I was maybe a little disappointed in that, that they got a little passive there at the end. But you know what? I'm not the coach, and I'm going to just trust that they're making the best calls for the team. So, yeah, super excited about that and super excited. You know, the last pod we recorded, we hadn't started sports yet. Now we're a couple days into it. And mm-hmm. um, our kids, at, you know what? I'm going to just start with celebrations. I'll I'm celebrating our student athletes and our coaches for getting out there. There's a lot of restrictions, um, but just the sheer number of kids that have come out for sports um, this fall has been outstanding. Um, I know some of our sports have been limited here. So we got kids trying new things out and getting after it. And they're just excited to be out there. You know, I actually talked to one of my my basketball players today who's playing soccer, who's normally a football kid. And I asked him how he was doing and he was just completely excited to be doing something, you know, great attitude, great approach. Just, you know, I think his comment to me was, I'm just we're just doing the best we can and, and having some fun with it. And uh, I think that's such a great perspective to have given the current situation, you know? Yeah, I like how you, you said that word perspective. You know, there's there's could be a lot of individuals that are down and out because they aren't able to, you know, play football or cheer and volleyball. And rightfully so. We just hope that they get a chance to compete. Um, but for those students, those student athletes that uh, stepped out of their comfort zone, and were a football player and decided to maybe go run cross country or play soccer or play golf. Um, man, what courage. It's awesome. Go out, yeah. be involved, hang out with your friends, um, you know, try to provide for your yourself and your own personal wellness. You, you want to just love to compete. So I'm just going to piggyback off of that celebration. Coach, it's right on the money um, yeah. with these student athletes. So go out, be yourself, um, believe in yourself, be fearless and go do your thing. Yeah, you know, I think for me, the biggest thing is we, you know, us old guys now, I consider us old guys, you know, we we talk all the time about, you know, high school and you only get to do this one time and your time is short. And so to not to not go after that and and express uh, your willingness to compete and just put yourself out there. I think it's a hard thing for kids this day and age to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to yeah, be very comfortable. Yeah, because there's cameras on you everywhere you go. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just, the kids that are getting after it, 
Uh, I celebrate them. And the kids that are maybe a little reluctant, hopefully the next season that we get, they'll be able to put themselves and out there And just remember, as well. especially in, in this year, you get to go to practice. You yeah. don't have to go to practice. Yeah, you get you know, to go to practice. Because talk to those seniors last year during the spring. You get to go to practice right now. It should be a great feeling, especially with the beautiful weather. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you got for us in terms of a verse tonight, Coach? Okay, yeah. So um, what was on my heart was Matthew seven thirteen through 14, because in the last pod, we talked about John fourteen six, where he, he, Jesus goes on to say that I'm the way, the truth, and the light, that no one can come to the Father except through me. And so like Matthew, it just reassuring because it says, you can enter God's kingdom only through this narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide for many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. And we've said this so many times on this pod that people get confused that that it, everything's going to be easy. It's, it's certainly not. He never said it was going to be easy. He, he, he constantly talks about how it's going to be a difficult road. But if you have faith, if you have trust, and you just do everything that you possibly do to glorify him and the talents that you are given, you, you are just a short period of time on, in this world, but you can be provided with an eternity of glory. Yeah, such a great verse. And I think that's right. I think, you know, the longer I am on this planet and the more stressful things that come up, you know, we're blessed enough to be fully immersed in our profession. And we're very lucky to have the opportunities that we have, but it's not without any stressors and it's not without challenges that we face as well. So to have that kind of verse where you just know that you got to just keep grinding and there's a plan. Um, I think it is so good. And I think I'm going to just use that to dovetail into our guest tonight. We have Coach Mike Blaine joining us from Plattsburgh State. And we get I've gotten to know Mike a little bit from coaching at my, my alma mater at Madai College here in Buffalo, New York. And just a good dude that has taken advantage of his opportunities as well. And I'm really excited to get to talk to him tonight. Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited as well. All right. I love so, that we got a lot of variety. We got baseball coaches. We got football coaches. We just got, you know, anybody that wants to come along. It's, it's great. You showed me the numbers the other day. I was like, ooh, okay, making some noise here, just doing the things bit. we love to do, setting our voice bit. out, trying to serve others. Let's go. Absolutely. And I think for me, I, and I'm excited to talk to Coach Blaine tonight. I think we got some really, really fun guests coming up. Uh, in the next couple of recordings. So I'm ready for those to keep dropping and hopefully we can just keep making connections. I'll be honest, I'm using this a little bit selfishly for me too, to kind of fill a void and get to talk to people that I cherish and appreciate. And so uh, I'm ready to jump back into this mm -hmm. with him after the break. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get after it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Ball with Justin Gerstung and Eric Klump on the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Our roster of shows includes Thrive with Trevor Huffman, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. If you're an NBA fan, be sure to catch one of our new team-focused shows, Cavaliers Central, Knuck If You Buck, Grizz and Grind, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. We'll be adding more NBA markets in the weeks and months ahead, 
so keep up with our latest updates on Twitter, at HoopHeadsPod. I'd love for you to check out our flagship, the HoopHeads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, the go-to podcast for basketball coaches on any level. Now, let's get back to Justin and Eric. All right, guys, welcome back to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Eric Klump. I'm Justin Gerson. We're joined on this episode by, or with, excuse me, Coach Mike Blaine. Coach, how you doing? Doing great tonight, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Coach, um, just sitting here reading your resume, um, 18 years, pretty impressive stops at like James Madison, West Point, Radford, Cornell, where you started out Medina in the 7, or Medai here in the 716. Um that's a lengthy career coaching basketball. So what keeps bringing you back? What's What about the game of basketball is it? Yeah, I, I was very, very fortunate that I had a lot of uh, outstanding coaches, uh, coaches that influenced me uh, in a positive fashion growing up uh, in, in youth ball and CYO, uh, on to high school and, and certainly into college. And so uh, I was fortunate to, to have those, uh, you know, those great relationships with my coaches and, and uh, an opportunity to uh, help uh, influence young men and help them on their path in life uh, has been uh, a great opportunity for me to, to to give something back to to a game that's been so good to me personally. So uh, I'm thrilled to have a chance to have a small hand in helping some other young men along their journey and, and using basketball as a as a, a tool or a teaching model has been uh, fantastic. So, Coach, in this journey, your current stop is at Plattsburgh State, which is part of the SUNYAC system, if I'm correct, living here in Buffalo, New York. I know we got a couple schools in that same conference. What's uh, the transition been like in this last year of dealing with, you know, obviously a new situation, but now having to deal with, you know, this COVID crisis? What's it the last year been like? Kind of a whirlwind, I would bet. Yeah, very, uh, very much a whirlwind. I, I was... Uh, I was talking with my wife uh, a couple days ago. I, I got announced as the head coach on September 20th of 2019. And you look up and here we are 12 months later and, and it might have been the fastest, yeah. uh, fastest 12 months or maybe the slowest 12 months, depending yeah. on how, uh, yeah. how yeah. everybody's handling the, uh, the, the, the COVID crisis. Uh, but you know, it, it's, it's just been one to the next to the next to the next. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, we took the job in Plattsburgh uh, with about three weeks before the start of practice. So, uh, you know, it was a rush last fall to get out, get situated, uh, you know, and, and get to know the guys in our program and to get started on that journey very, very quickly. And uh, then, you know, you're thrust right in through the, the heart of a season, which is a, a mad dash. And uh, right about the time we, had, you know, uh, finished up our season, unfortunately, a little bit closer uh, or, or a little short of where we'd like to have gone uh, into the SUNYAC tournament, uh, we're starting to get geared up into the recruiting, uh, you know, phase of things and uh, really getting a chance to get out and get in person in the spring and the summer to uh, see guys evaluate guys build build those great relationships and then you know covid uh, slows everything down so it became uh, very uh you know very home based uh, a lot of calls a lot of texts a lot of messages a lot of you know a lot of uh uh technical recruiting rather than in person evaluations as much as we'd like to uh but you know we were able to to 
put together uh, an exciting class of newcomers, uh, a large group of newcomers. And, you know, now that uh, the semester's underway, we've been able to get guys on campus and uh, get to work starting to build those uh, outstanding relationships uh, that you need uh, within a program to be successful. So, Coach, I want to just piggyback on that really quick because our podcast here is called Beyond the Ball because we really want to dive into what coaches do off the court to make those connections. So last year, as you're coming in, you mentioned three weeks before practice and the season really gets going. What were some of the things that you had like quick fire, like right away to build those connections instantaneously? Yeah, I tried to make sure that I was available, uh, as available as possible to uh, the student athletes that uh, were in the program uh, as I stepped in. Uh, you know, none of them uh, recruited me, uh, or sorry, <laughs> I didn't recruit them, excuse me. Uh, you know, and I didn't know too many of them. Uh, there was one young man uh, from you know, from Grand Island, uh, that was on the team, uh, that I, that I was familiar with who unfortunately had an injury that's had to cut his, his career short, but, uh, it was really just a lot of new faces. And so, uh, what I tried to do is to share as much of myself as I could, who I am, what my story is, and, uh, the things that are important to me and things I believe and, and how I felt that, uh, what we were going to be doing moving forward would help uh, those young men be successful uh, individually uh, in their personal life, in their academic life, uh, and on the basketball floor. And so, you know, I think by opening up and sharing a little bit of uh, of myself and my story, I was able to kind of set a better foundation uh, for where I was where I was coming from and where I was hoping we could all go together. Uh, you know, I think as a young head coach, I stepped into Madai in, in a similar cert, uh, situation with. Uh, tight timing to the beginning of the season. Uh, I was in such a rush at Madai to kind of establish as a head coach that I didn't, I didn't do a great job sharing uh, my background and my story with our guys uh, at Madai a lot that first year. And that was something as I was stepping into a, a new situation at Plattsburgh State, uh, but under similar circumstances, I wanted to make an adjustment and, and really kind of open up a little bit uh, more of myself. Oh, that's great. I, I love to hear the reflection piece there because I think we're always constantly doing something like that. You know, wh one final thing then with the recruiting and stepping in, I mean, Coach Coach Klump and I, we're, we're 716ers, Western New York, but we do know our geography a little bit and where Plattsburgh is. For those that don't know, um, maybe describe that location and some of the bonuses to where you are because it's not really – located right in a in a very populated area yeah well, if well you know if if you look at buffalo is almost the western tip of new york and right. plattsburgh is almost the northern tip of new york basically so i went right. from almost one far edge of the state to the other far edge of the state we're uh we're right on lake champlain uh which is great it's uh plattsburgh is called the lake city and and uh we're lucky in the fact that it's it's not as small as people try to make it out to be sometimes. We're, we're about the we're about the fortieth. I, I looked it up. I think we're the forty second most most populous city in the state so far. So okay. you know we uh, you know we, we tell guys we may not have three of everything, but we but we got one of everything. So okay. uh, you know so that's you know it, it's it's a real it's a great college town atmosphere. Uh, it, okay. The the university is a big central hub uh, of the North Country of the region, uh, okay. and you know we, we get a lot of uh, a lot of folks looking to uh 
you know, to really embrace themselves in that college town atmosphere uh, and, and northern New York, obviously, like you guys said, you know, we're up in the north country. We're about 20, 20 miles to the Quebec border. Uh, so, you know, you can get to Montreal if the if, if we get the uh, if we get the borders open anytime soon, we can get yeah. to Montreal in about an hour. Uh, so, you know, looking, you know, we're definitely looking forward to exploring that. But but yeah, we're the very most northern tip of the state. And it's just a, it's a great opportunity for uh, students to to have resources, but to get away a little bit as well and, and really embrace a college town atmosphere. And so, uh, you know, so we're looking for, you know, student athletes that are, that are serious about their academics. Obviously want to invest in their, themselves academically, uh, are looking to grow, uh, and develop personally and, uh, and then athletically trying to continue the, the success that Plattsburgh State's had as a program, uh, and, and, and uh, write a new chapter in that historic history. Yeah. I mean, the North country up there is, is, I, my family owns a place up there. It's amazing. I love it. It's a great place to get away. I just recruiting wise, I was always wondering, you know, how some of you guys up that coach up in that part of New York recruit and that you answered it beautifully. So I appreciate that response. Yeah, no, we're, you know, we're as a, as a state university, we're looking statewide. I, I certainly uh, remember my, my 716 connections over our time at Madai and, and, and we try to keep our eye uh, out in section six and section five as, as, uh, as best we're able. But yeah, we're looking all over the state for the right type of young men to, to help us continue to succeed as a program. Coach, you were explaining that during the COVID closures, you were finding yourselves trying to get creative, mostly in a technological way of keeping your recruiting process going. Um, do you think that any of these tactics you're going to kind of keep around even, you know, hopefully when we get back to some normalcy? Like, do you think like Zoom calls, did you, do you, do you think in the future you'd prefer them or do you think you're going to be like heading back to like how you've always done it? No, I think I'd like to, I think I'd like to adopt uh, one, you know, one or two things that we learned along the way. I think, uh, I think Zooms have been very, very popular because it gives you a chance to uh, maybe see a guy face to face. And that's, you know, that's a, a, an opportunity that, uh, you know, can, can can have value when you know you might be recruiting him and he's not around the corner. You know, we were fortunate in Buffalo. Uh, you know, you could you could get access to so many players and see them face to face quite easily. Where we're recruiting Plattsburgh, you know, we're looking, uh, you know, obviously statewide, but a lot of that hub of talent is a good two and a half, three hours, sometimes four or more hours away. So anything you can do to, to build a face to face connection, I think, uh, with with a student athlete and his family uh, is a great thing. So you know, we look to maybe continue some zooms uh maybe look at you know some some creative ways in which we evaluate people off of film uh and, you know we try to generate some some new content in social media or some different ideas uh from our own program standpoint to to market ourselves a little differently so i i think that the I think the 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 shutdown kind of gave us an opportunity to take a step back and and really be incredibly creative. That that nothing was really a bad idea at that particular point in time because uh, no one had had been in these shoes before, and we're all just trying to figure it out. So uh, you know, necessity being uh, the mother of invention, I think uh, you know allowed us to hopefully pick up a couple couple new tricks for the future. Yeah. 
So coach, how is, uh, how's the move been for like the family? You said you, your wife, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if you have kids or not. How's that been on the family in terms of like making that move and getting adjusted? Yeah. You know, uh, we, you know, my wife and I, uh, you know, we were, you know, we're excited for the opportunity. Obviously we had, uh, uh, a great five-year experience, uh, in Buffalo at Madai college with some truly special people. Uh, but we're excited for the opportunity. Uh, we, it allowed us to, to, to buy our, our, a house for the first time, which is always an exciting uh, thing. And uh, yeah. really get a chance to see uh, our daughter is almost 18 months old and, you know, getting a chance to see her, uh, you know, uh, grow and, and uh, mature and, and have a little bit of uh, a space to, to explore a little bit uh, out here in the North Country has been exciting. And, you know, that's one of the things I will say that, uh, I say this all the time that, you know, that certainly the, uh, the COVID, uh, you know, uh, shut down or, 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 you know, really kind of threw people for a loop. But, you know, I'll always consider it a blessing the fact that I got to see so much of my daughter, uh, Aaron, at such a young age, kind of grow and develop and, and just her day to day, you know, going from from six months to almost 18 months, uh, you know, here in Plattsburgh. And, and about half of that time I'm working from home. And, and so being able to spend so much time uh, watching her grow and develop has, has been an absolute blessing uh, for, for me. And I think for our family to, to spend so much quality time together uh, for, you know, at, at such a young age for Aaron. Yeah, Coach, um, anytime that you can plant those roots down and start start moving along with the family, it's such a great feeling as, you, you know, raising that family and get, getting it moving forward in the right direction, especially when you got the, like you said, that college town atmosphere. Um, when you are out recruiting, I love asking these questions around the pod. Um, when you're out recruiting or watching a video, what are some things you're really looking for to, in, a, in a player you want to bring in to your, to your program? Yeah. The, you know, the one thing that we, we, you know, the three things we really emphasize are good player, or excuse me, good people, uh, good students and good, obviously good players. And so we want to make sure that, you know, that kind of fits with, you know, our three program principles, uh, integrity, intensity, and intelligence. Uh, you know, first of all, we want the type of people we want to be around. Uh, we want high character young men and we try to do everything we can in the evaluation process to make sure that, uh, you know, are these the type of people that we want representing Plattsburgh State basketball? And are, are these the type of people, you know, that, that these are the type of young men that we want at the university and our environment, uh, that are going to be open and accepting and, and, uh, encouraging of others and, and, you know, if, if we tell guys all the time, regardless of the talent, if they're not the right type of people for our program, we're, we're gonna we're gonna move elsewhere and look elsewhere. Uh, we want to make sure that they're great students, and you know, obviously, we'd love them all to be Rhodes Scholars and 4.0 and Dean's List. But for us, great students, do you have a passion for your education? Are you going to uh, you know do everything? you possibly can to be the best you can be in a given academic situation. Sometimes that's an A and sometimes, you know, that might be fighting and scrapping for a, a C plus or B minus, but we want people that are truly invested in their education and want to give their, their max to be the best they can be academically. And then obviously we're looking for talented uh, players that, that can help us impact our program on the court in a positive way is that if, you know, if, if we've got, the talent that we need and, you know, the, the type of young people with the attitude and the work ethic that we're looking for, then we believe that if we continue to do the right things enough time with the right people, 
we're going to be successful. And so I think those are the three major things that we're looking for. And, you know, we've been very, very fortunate in the recruiting process, even though we haven't had uh, as much face-to-face time with this first recruiting class as we would have liked. Uh, you know, so far, I'll definitely say that uh, all the guys that we've, we've brought in the program this year are, are quality people, quality students, and, and guys that we believe have a chance to be very good basketball players. Yeah, that's yeah, I love it. Those are all good things. Um, Coach, as I'm like scrolling through and we were getting ready for the pod, Coach Klump and I were just taking a look at your background here a little bit and some of your time spent at the Division One level. One of the things that we're constantly, you know, curious about with coaches that come on the pod is, you know, their, how they made their decisions on their next move. And so, you know, we have all the time we talk about like high school coaches maybe wanting to jump to div- college coaching and division three coaches jumping to division one. And you're, you're kind of have a little bit of, you know, uh, experience at all the different levels. So what kind of took you from where you started as like a GA and then, you know, working to this head coaching position? What kind of led you? through that decision-making process. Yeah, I, I liken it to, to Coach Valvano, survive and advance, basically. You know, every every move I've made has either been a survival move or, you know, sometimes because the, the business can be tough in college coaching, but I've been very, very fortunate to have an opportunity, you know, some opportunities to advance as well, basically. And so, uh, you know, my first year at James Madison wound up being Coach Dillard's last year as the head coach there. Uh, so I was forced to, to look for a, a new opportunity. Um, and, and surviving the business and, and fortunate that Coach Cruz and uh, his staff at West Point brought me on after I built some good relationships working the summer camps uh, at West Point for a number of years. Uh, had two years as a director of ops at West Point and then, you know, had an opportunity to, to be on the, you know, on the road, so to speak, be a full, a full assistant, you know, on the court, uh, scouting, recruiting, uh, at, at Radford. And so that was an opportunity to advance, uh, in my career and, uh, was able to, uh, to, to, you know, jump forward there. But then again, as I stepped in at Radford, that wound up being Coach Samuels last year uh, at Radford. And so, uh, you know, as a new staff came in, had to look for another opportunity. And, uh, you know, fortunate, you know, the same. I uh, got an opportunity at Hampton Sydney uh, to learn from, a, you know, a, a great coach in Bubba Smith at, at, a, at the, you know, a high-level Division Three program, a historic Division Three program like Hampton Sydney. Uh, but then after the year, you know, uh, Bubba wound up uh, taking a job as uh, the head coach at, uh, University of South Sewanee in Tennessee, and but about the same time, I had an opportunity to reconnect with Coach Frankie Allen uh, at uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shore and, and get it on the ground floor uh, of year one uh, for for a new coaching staff coming in, which is which is very exciting. And so, uh, two years at Maryland Eastern Shore, I uh, learned a lot uh, about you know, coaching in the MEAC at a historically black college and university. But then after two years there, an opportunity to advance uh, and and uh, have a new experience as an Ivy League assistant at Cornell University and jumped on that uh, with a chance to work for Coach Bill Courtney, uh, you know, learn a little bit about how things might be different in the Ivy League. And uh, after four years at Cornell, 
you know, I had kind of had that itch to, to try things on my own and, and had been an assistant for about 11 years at that point in time. And so I uh, saw an exciting opportunity at Madai uh, to, to get a chance to, to run my own program and uh, be a head coach and, and put what I'd learned as an assistant together. Uh, we had a great five-year experience at, uh, at Madai. And then, you know, a unique opportunity uh, was presented to me at, at, at Plattsburgh State. And uh, as we did our homework and met the people involved in the program and, and looked at the opportunity, we thought it was a, a, a tremendous uh, opportunity for our family to grow and, and uh, for me to you know, continue to, to face a new challenge in our coaching career. And so that's, uh, you know, it's been, a, been a, a lot of everything, you know, a lot of different reasons. But, uh, you know, I, I always believe that, you know, things fall into your lap at the right time if you're a good person and you continue to work uh, and build quality relationships with people. And uh, I couldn't say I could predict the timing of any of these moves, but uh, I've been fortunate that, you know, when things were difficult, uh, enough people in the profession thought enough of me to, to allow me an opportunity to stay in college coaching. And, you know, the, the job that we'd done over uh, a number of different stops along the way uh, had given me an opportunity to progress as a head coach as well. So I've been very blessed and very fortunate with some great people uh, through through an admittedly difficult profession of co- coaching college basketball uh, okay. to be able to do this going into my 18th year. So, Coach, you had – when you were, uh, two things caught my ear when, when you were discussing what your, your, your travels there. One was many times we got guys on the pod where they get to this crossroads and they don't know if chasing this basketball dream or this football dream or this baseball dream and coaching is really going to work out. But, you know, just from hearing you speak, it just seems like that, that that's never really happened for you. Yeah, you know what? I've always, you know, we've always had some 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 things to to think about, and believe me, there were some there were some times when, you know, uh, you're looking for a new job because you know it, it, four years into it, and you know because you know your head coach is let go, and and you're a you're an assistant coach on a staff, and uh, you know you, you're you're that that's what a lot of people don't understand when it, you know a lot of folks see oh the head coach got fired, but you know, most of the time the assistants are let go as well. And so that, that's a number of people that are trying to find their way. And, and believe me, there, uh, there's been plenty of times that, that I, you know, I thought that, heck, is this, you know, do, do I need to try to do something different? Do I need to put my Johns Hopkins University education to, to work in a different fashion? And, and, uh, you know, but I've been fortunate that, you know, my passion is, has, uh, kept me in college coaching and, you know, there's always seemed to be a way that, that it worked out, but, uh, that's not always the case. I know a number of outstanding coaches that I came up with in the profession, uh, that maybe haven't been as fortunate or had a little bit of a tougher break and, uh, you know, are doing some other things now with their career. Career professionally, and, and you know, so I tell guys all the time: if 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 you're not 100% convinced that this is exactly what you want to do, then then do something else because it's so difficult personally. Uh, it can be difficult professionally, not only on you yourself, but certainly uh, on on those around you, your family. You know, if you have a wife, you have your children. Uh, you know, th- that's incredibly difficult for them and very challenging for them. So if you're not 100% con- committed, uh, you know. There's a lot of different ways to, to be involved in, in basketball at a high level, you know, not just at the college level. And so I encourage guys to, to understand, you know, there, there's outstanding benefits, but there's some challenges, too. And, you know, fortunately for me, uh, the benefits have, have outweighed the challenges in my career. And, and I've been able to, to continue along in my career uh, due to some, you know, due to some, some great people that I've met in my life. 
Yeah, coach. I mean, I, we hear this, we've heard this now. This is a couple of months for the pod for Eric and I, and I think that this is a common thread. Would you agree, Eric, that coaches that are in it, they know, and they have a feeling, and if they're really passionate about it, they seem to find that balance uh, socially and emotionally with their families and with themselves and, and figure it out. So I just love it. And the other piece I love is the Cornell connection on this pod. We've had some guests on all yeah, connected to Cornell that was my, university. The second thing that caught my ear. Yeah. It was the Cornell connection, right? So we've had a bunch of guests and we know a lot of connections there as well. Coach, what would you say um, for your time at Plattsburgh are some of your, your non-negotiables? I know this is more of a beyond the ball style podcast, but in terms of coaching, because I'm sure it's very similar to how you lead your life as well. What are some non-negotiables for your players, like from a basketball standpoint? Yeah, from a basketball standpoint, um, you know, we make sure that, you know, we say anytime we step on the floor, we want to be concentrating, uh, and which is that for us is our mental focus on both sides of the floor. We want to be communicating. Uh, we want to make sure that we're the loudest team in the gym. We're talking to each other. Uh, I, I always tell our guys, I don't care if the other team knows what the heck we're doing. What matters is that we know what we're doing and we're competing. So, you know, anytime we step on the floor, we're looking to concentrate, communicate, and compete. And if we can do that on both sides of the floor, on the offensive side and the defensive side of the floor, uh, you know, we believe that we're going to give ourselves the best opportunity uh, that, that we can to be successful. And so if you take that attitude every single day and every practice and every game, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, you're going to give yourself a, a, a tremendous opportunity. Uh, but, there, you know, there's certainly no guarantees. We tell our guys that. Uh, uh, winning college basketball games is hard. You know, I don't care what level you're at. Junior college, you know, uh, ACC, you know, any, any Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, uh, you name it. You know, winning basketball games at any level is difficult. And so, you know, we tell our guys if we concentrate, we communicate, we compete. We give ourselves a chance. It's not a guarantee, but we give ourselves an opportunity. But if we don't do those things, I can promise you, we will not have an opportunity at the at the end of the game. And so, uh, you know, so we we believe if we can kind of stick to those uh, stick to those actions on the floor, you know, hopefully we'll give ourselves an opportunity to be there at the end, and and uh, you know, hopefully get a chance to pull one out. So, coach, if we show up to a practice and we're talking to your assistants, are they going to tell us you're an offensive guy or a defensive, defensive guy? Defensive guy, 100,000% defensive guy. I, when you're saying the emphasis on communication, I go, I, I think I know what he's going to answer here. One of my, yeah. Uh, one of my uh, assistants at, at Madai, uh, Greg Bean, at the time, Greg Bean, uh, Greg was a tremendous, uh, did a tremendous job for us three years at Madai and, and helped us really uh, get things rolling uh, in a positive direction at Madai. He's since gone on to uh, Waynesburg and now as an assistant at uh, Allegheny College just down in Pennsylvania. Greg used to, to you know, Badger me about trying to, you know, coach. I really think we need to get a little, you know, uh, can we get another set in? Can we get some more offensive work in? Some more shooting? Some more this, that, and the other. And and I admit that the you know, there there is times where I have uh, I, I've let our offense suffer, uh, and it's come back to to get us. But you know, I've always believed that if if we can be tough enough on the defensive end and make things difficult for our opponents, I tell guys if we're doing what we're supposed to do defensively. Once we get to the offense, one, we should be able to generate some, some easy buckets, hopefully off of transition or, or rebound or, or, you know, opportunities that way. But two, if we can, if we can contest the other guy's shots and we make sure that we don't turn it over. 
That's that's an absolute non-negotiable for me. Do if we do not turn the basketball over, yeah. you know, we'll get enough. I think we've got enough talent. If we get a shot, that more often than not, we get enough possessions up there, we'll be okay at the end offensively. And you know, so we just got to make sure we don't turn it over, and, and then just don't don't take a shot that the other three guys, you know, the four guys on the court are looking at you going, "How where would that come from?" Basically, so yeah. yeah, shot selection is huge. Shot selection is huge, Coach. I think uh, I think you and I would get along. I think I have very similar uh coach clump and i coach against each other so he's probably thinking that sounds a lot like uh coach gerstung on the other side of the mic a question for you when you so you're talking about your time here in buffalo a little bit um we are a local 716 guys so what were some of your takeaways from coaching in the western new york area uh just the fact that i think uh you know it's it's certainly underrated um you know i think there's uh there's there's some talent uh that maybe doesn't go as noticed as as it might elsewhere in a city for for ver- or elsewhere in a state for for certainly various reasons uh i think that uh certainly the the influence of some of the college uh, coaches in the area you know college programs in the area you know from ub and and Canisius on uh you know seem to uh, you know, seem to permeate into the high school uh, levels, which is great. You know, I, I saw uh, so many programs uh, running, you know, Coach Witherspoon's continuity ball screen that, you know, he ran at UB and is now running at Canisius. And, uh, you know, so I just thought that, you know, I think that uh, Buffalo is an area that, that has some talent and uh, that, you know, went with the – you know, the talent that's there and uh, I saw some coaches really looking to, to grow and develop, you know, personally, uh, you know, and professionally uh, for their program and, and for other programs that I think, I think Buffalo's got an opportunity if, uh, to, to, you know, do some, do some positive things in the basketball community, not, you know, not just in Western New York, but beyond. And, and so, uh, I think it's an exciting, it's an exciting time. There's some good young players coming up, uh, in the 716 right now. And so, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I enjoyed my time there and, and so many of the great relationships I, I got a chance to build with coaches in the community. And, uh, I'm excited to continue to recruit in Buffalo, uh, here at Plattsburgh State and, and, uh, hopefully to continue some of those, uh, some of those, relationships and and follow the progress of some young men you know there's there's some guys that uh you know were, were campers for us at Madai that you know were in third and fourth grade or fifth grade you know a couple of years back and now they're getting into the prime high school years and so it's fun to see that kind of growth and development uh you know for those young players so coach i just want to jump back into like the defensive guy coming out and you in practice so i got a couple questions number one is um of all the defensive things that you cover in practice what do you think you cover the most is it like handling ball screens is it rotating on deep probably hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on don't give them too many tips coach yeah, understood. Coach, coach I, I understood. actually I, i'm listening i'm good I, i'm gonna get the same text. i got We're my done. notepad out here i know you do clumpy i know yeah, you do i would say yeah i would say probably the thing we go over the most and it's not necessarily go over but just do the most is uh for from an individual standpoint is is guarding a ball handler i i think it's the most yeah. difficult thing to do in basketball and if you can't do it effectively, uh, it makes it almost impossible for your defense to, to, to handle that. So that's one thing that we do every single day is guard a ball handler, a live ball handler, uh, in individual work. Sometimes it'll look different. Sometimes it'll be, you know, one on one, you know, kind of score, looking to score on the wing. Sometimes it'll be a technique kind of within a, uh, 
confined area, you know, type of drill and, and condensed area drill. But uh, we try to guard the ball, or we don't try to. We we do guard the ball in some in some fashion every single day. And you know, they, from a from a larger standpoint. You know, when we do shell every single day, we're always looking at some type of rotational action. We want guys understanding that as good as we can be guarding the ball, you know, it's it's never going to be perfect. So we've got to be able to make the first help, and then you know, we emphasize making sure we're making the you know the the help of the helper, basically the second help, the third help. You know, and and a lot of teams do a great job, you know, finding that first help, that first rotation. But really, at the at the college level, the ball moves so quickly, the the players are so quick that you've got to be anticipating your second rotation, your third rotation to, to give yourself a chance. So guarding the ball live in a one-on-one setting and then making sure uh, our rotations are, are great in the shell are probably the two things that we, we do absolutely every single day. Okay, and the, the next one, we're going to flip it to the offensive side. And it's, it's, this comes from uh, Justin and I were in a Zoom session back in March, and the whole Zoom conversation was how much time should we spend on shooting the basketball while we are in practice? What do you think, Coach? Yeah, I, I admittedly probably don't spend as much time uh, with shooting as I should, and that's something, honestly, I've been trying to – I think the, the – uh, you know, Working from home kind of gave me a great opportunity to maybe re-examine some things a little bit uh, and and look at look at myself internally and look at our program internally and see what we could do better. And I think uh, I think yeah, certainly shooting the basketball more consistently in practice in a game like situation uh, is something that uh, that maybe we may be looking to do a lot more of. That's something you know this year we kind of opened with that almost every you know we'd open a practice almost everything with some type of movement shooting to get guys you know starting off feeling good about themselves getting a couple shots up in the air hopefully seeing the ball go in a basket you know a, a few times but uh, but that's something that you know I think can can never be understated is continuing to have skill development work uh, throughout the season I think it's you know something that's easy to fall uh, can easily fall by the wayside when you're thinking at the macro level uh, in a five on five setting but uh, we always got to make sure that we continue to develop uh, you know continue to develop our, our players throughout the season and, and recognize you know that uh, the, the best players generally make the best place so we got got to continue to, to to make sure we're helping our guys get better from from October all the way through March, hopefully. Coach, such good insight. I one we're we're running up on our time here, but I got one more maybe basketball question. But also, it's kind of a personal question about how you handle the coaching aspect of it. I mean, there's so much out there, especially during this COVID crisis. You can get like Coach Clump just said, we were on a Zoom call. You can get virtual clinics. How do you approach you know too much information? Because everything's out there, right? You can watch the NBA and try to steal some concepts, or you can, you know, go to this clinic or go to that clinic. How do you filter what you do? Do you have like a pretty sound philosophy and you kind of stuck with that, or are you constantly tinkering? What's your approach to that? Yeah, I think I think you have to be always sound in your principles. Uh, you know, you always got to. I would tell guys, yeah, I, I got to coach the way that I believe in. You know, uh, when, yeah. when we stepped in at Madai. Uh, Coming on the heels of Coach uh, McDonald, uh, you know, who's now obviously gone on to, to do a tremendous job at Damon and, and did an outstanding job at Madai. Uh, Coach and I are very, very different in our approaches. Like Coach you know, obviously knows the two guard offense backwards and forwards, and so you know when I stepped in at Madai, those guys asked me, "Hey, Coach, are we, uh, you know, are, are we going to continue to run two guard?" And I, I told the guys, I said, "Look, I said, we could, but." 
I don't know it as well as I need to know it to, you know, I, I can know it at a passable level, but if we're going to run something, I want to make sure I know it backwards and forwards and inside and out. And so that's, that's something that I've tried to make sure that no matter what we do, whatever we're running, I, I you know, I want to make sure I know it cover to cover. And so, uh, so I tell guys, I, I encourage coaches, uh, all the time to, to, if you're going to implement something new, make sure you know it backwards and forwards, because if, if you don't, uh, players are players are are, are, are going to pick up on that, and so you know the, the first time they have a question that you're not 100 percent certain about, uh, they're going to look yeah. to you know they, they're going to they're going to have some some you know some puzzled looks on their faces and everything. So uh, so we tell you know and the other thing I learned as a young coach, uh, you know Coach Allen used to say this, Coach Courtney at, you know at, at Cornell, uh, everything looks great with other people's players, you know, and so uh, you know that's that's something that you look at and you say, okay, you might watch the Warriors and that's a great you know that's a great look or a great set and you know Steve Kerr is doing a tremendous job or you know any of those guys in the NBA or college or anywhere, but you know as coaches we've got to put our the 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 players in our program in the best position for them to be successful. And so, you know, I'll try to tinker. I'll try to take a a concept or two here or there, but mostly, you know, and I always encourage guys to study, but, but studying, you know, keep it in the back pocket for maybe a year where, you know, you, you do have a smaller team, but maybe you do have a lot of shooters. And so maybe then you can put some, some warriors concepts in there or, or, you know, if you've got a, a, you know, if, if you've got a, uh, a young man one year that has an ability to break defenders down off the dribble. Okay, then maybe you look to some of the isolation stuff that uh, that Cleveland did when they had LeBron and Kyrie Irving, you know, and, and things like that. But uh, you know, it's it's really making sure that you feel like that whatever you're putting forward for your players is uh, their best opportunity to be successful individually and, and successfully as a program. And, uh, you know, I'm always looking, we're always looking for ways to get better, but you know, you, you don't want to get too far afield. Uh, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're confident in what you're given, then, you know, see if you could spruce up a thing or two here or there. But uh, I've always been a guy that you know, kind of tries to stick to stick to what I know best and, and uh, make it work from there. Yeah, I mean, it's such great advice. Um, I think you said earlier, you know, creativity is the mother of all invention. And sometimes you need to be creative with who you have, especially, you know, at a coach club in my level, we're coaching high school, we get who walks through the door, you know, whether that's six kids or 16 kids, usually, we're not getting a lot. So being creative is is so crucial, I think. And I think you just said it too. We've We've heard a lot over this off season of, keeping things simple and making sure you're communicating clearly. I think if you just keep it simple for kids, it's going to make everything run a little bit uh, better. I love that line about it doesn't matter what we run. As long as we run it correctly, we should be in good shape. It's so good. Yeah, so do we, I'm, I'm a simple, I'm a simple guy, and and uh, you know, I, I've always thought that you know, if, if the kids are overthinking things, you know, uh, you know, slow minds make slow feet, basically. So we want them moving around and 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 going and and reacting instinctively to things. Then then we've got to make sure that that we've we've drilled it as such that that they know it, you know, without without thinking twice. Yep, slow feet get you beat. All right, coach. So um, every week we ask some Buffalo questions. First of all. I know that when I travel outside of the Buffalo area, the first thing that I miss is is the food. So tell me, tell me what you miss food wise about seven one six. Duff's wings. I mean, that's just <laughs> like the, the wings are are unbelievable. And I won't even say Duff's. I mean, honestly, 
it's a great thing about Buffalo. You can go to any place, literally, and find some phenomenal wings. You know, the Duff's Anchor Bar debate is great. You know, but I mean, there's some, you know, Buffalo Brew Pub. There's some hole in the wall places that have wings. Yeah, yeah. That are, that are, Brew that are, Pub. That's a that's new what one. Jess and I talk about all the time on here. Is you got to find those those mom and pop places around we Buffalo. We live near Delaware Park. We used to go to Nye Park Tavern on uh, on yeah. Elmwood uh, over on Elmwood, and you know, a little tiny place, but yeah, absolutely incredible, uh, incredible wings and and just food off the you know uh, f- f- of all kinds basically so uh, I miss the food I, I, I can't say I miss the snow I, I can't say I miss the snow we we get a little colder up here in the north country but we don't get that lake effect the way uh, the way you guys are doing right now so <laughs> so go ahead coach I'm, I'm asking him if he's going to be picking the flats or the drums Ooh, uh, I'm a drums guy. I like the extra. I, I know that. I know that everyone I've talked to about that has always said flats forever. Basically, I'm a drums guy. I, I think it gives you more meat on the bone. You know, more meat for your bone. Basically, there. But. Yeah, we've gotten fifty fifty. Yeah, it's about fifty. Yeah, so um, you know, obviously, I think any wing is a good wing, but uh, yeah. but but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a yeah, I'm more of a of a drums guy. And then, so the final one, because you're not necessarily a local Buffalo native, are you a blue cheese guy or a ranch guy? Josh Silva, our, our baseball coach at Madai, who's our sports information director, uh, he, he's, he, every time he's ready to burn me at the stake, I'm a ranch guy. And, and I know that's, I, I know that's, uh, that's blasphemy out in Buffalo. Yes, I, I will, I will, I, I don't mind blue cheese by any stretch of the imagination. I'll certainly enjoy it and it's certainly delicious, but given my druthers, I'll take the ranch. But yeah, I tried to, I tried to keep that under wraps, uh, as much as I could when I was out in Buffalo. So, uh, I guess the cat's out of the bag for all my all my friends out in the, the 716 unfortunately i think i think, I think your, re, your recruiting profile might have just yeah, might, yeah, might be a little tougher to get some section six kids uh, <laughs> these days yeah. basically so he's like whispering in the waiters can you bring me some, can you, bring me some <laughs> you know what a hundred percent though i think any coach that we've talked to that's a buffalo western new york guy has picked blue cheese and almost 100% if we've talked to coaches out of the area, they've went with the ranch. So I'm a, I'm a transplant. Don't get me wrong. I loved my I loved our five years in, in Buffalo. I loved our time at Madai. But, yeah, it's uh, I think it's a little something in the water. I think it's a, it's a little, you know, the love of, of blue cheese and, and Pepsi over Coke. And, and you know, it's just uh, it, it's uh, it, it was a, it was an eye opening experience for me. Uh, you know, there they're, uh, those five years. So is there anything up in Platts? that's that's caught your eye like food wise you know we we've got some you know we've got a little bit of everything up here um you know we we've uh you know you know it's it's a nice mix of chains and 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 mom and pops you know some of the some of the pizza logs uh out at uh which is uh you know right around the corner from campus is uh you know have been pretty tasty and so the that you know buffalo kind of opened me up to the pizza log idea there but uh yeah there's there's been there's been some options but you know it's a little bit of everything obviously uh you know out here and so um you know i think I think the uh, the culture is a little bit more about the outdoors, you know, uh, enjoying the lake, enjoying uh, the Adirondacks, and uh, maybe not quite total emphasis on food or as much of emphasis yeah. on food as, as we had out in Buffalo. But uh, but there's been some some great local places and uh, you know and and, and a good uh, good good chance to to get around and, and uh, try some try some new establishments uh, out here. Yeah, I mean, it's every area, I got to imagine, that has its own little things that make it special. But, Coach, listen, we're running up against the time. We appreciate you so much for coming on. This has been really fun. 
No problem. Thank you guys both so much for having me, man. Always great to uh, talk basketball, talk uh, you know life experiences, and, and and how we all can as coaches can try to help the the, the young people in our program. And, and uh, certainly uh, great to talk uh, some of my Buffalo experiences uh, with, with some outstanding uh, Section Six coaches like you guys. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Coach. Best all of right. luck this year. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, we can uh, touch base with you guys again soon. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Coach. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit MyPodcastManager.com to get started. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump and Coach Justin Gersten. 